to the pole, get your booty 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 to the pole, yeah. What's up, y'all? This is Amy. And this is Kelly. And this is In Your Shoes, the podcast. Welcome back. She stole my line. I just like to take all the control. Um, It's been a couple weeks. Hope you guys are doing good. Staying healthy. We're going to talk a little bit about COVID today. That's one of our questions. Because, <laughs> you know, COVID all of a sudden became a real hot topic. So we're going to address it. You talking about that yep. disease that doesn't exist? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That fake thing. <laughs> um, I wanted to actually just, did you have something to say? Yes. Introduce our guest. So we, got we have a, a guest. special guest Thank here. Thank you. Coming out of Dayton, Ohio is my cousin, Teresa. Teresa. Hello. Thanks hey, for having Teresa. me. Hey, Teresa. So. You, you, you could tell they're cousins too because they both sound like suburban white women. Oh, yeah. my God. Why are you such a hater? <laughs> Because we can speak proper English. Right. Yes. Isn't that why he said he fell in love with me? Oh, the because? last one. Right. Yeah. right. That was two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. This is a whole different two weeks. <laughs> now, back to oh, the ass okay. now. Right, right. Oh. Back to the ass. Back to the ass. <laughs> Funny how times change things. Right. Yeah. So I have a question because I've had this situation come up a couple times recently. And I want to know what y'all think. So okay. I've had some friends recently tell me that they've made these large life decisions because they had a dream about it. Okay. So the first one was a friend of mine who I really like. They had a boat club membership. That's not a large life decision. So that's a little, that's going overboard to say that, but (laughs) they had a boat club membership that they used constantly. All I heard about was, Oh, we love the boat club. We love to boat. We'd be out on the boat. The boat's so fun. I went on the boat with them. The boat was nice boat. (laughs) The last time I saw them was on a boat, but it wasn't their boat in the boat club. It was just a random. uh, Yeah. You'll have to forgive me because I get slap happy at the, on the second recording. Um, Anyway, I saw them. I said, well, how come I haven't seen anything about the boat? <laughs> well, he says to me, I'm going to be real honest with you. And I'm That's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. When they start talking about you going to be real honest. And then he got low voice. I was thought he was going to tell me something about money or I don't That's know what. what. That's oh, Lord. He goes like this. So I had a dream that we were out on the boat and I was out the whole family. And I, he said it was just clear as day. We had a boat accident and I could see all my family in the water and I woke up the next day. I told my wife, here's what I dreamt and I think we need to quit the boat club. And she said, I agree. And so we quit the boat club. Sounds like a lie. Sounds like I was broke and it was breaking me. So I had to sell the boat. I know. (laughs) I happen to know that they aren't broke and I happen to know that the boat club is not that expensive. So I don't think it was money, but it could have been a lifestyle thing where Mm -hmm. it was just like, now it didn't make that much sense. But then wouldn't you just say that? Yeah. Like he was very convincing that he had a full dream that he could see his whole family in the water. And then that was the end of the boat club. So that was, that was the first one. Okay. The second one was another good friend of mine. Now, sometimes people just say this, but you have like, sometimes you have to perk up and listen because I'm like, hold on. I have to give the disclaimer really quick. So not only do we have a special guest, my cousin Teresa from Ohio, but my three youngest kids are in the other room. So if you're here and they crying, laughing, screaming, thumping, it's us because the kids are in the other room. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to that part. Sorry. And Um, I said that because you may have heard. I actually didn't even hear it. Crying in the background. I was just barreled right through. But that's okay. Yeah. Because they might have She's got it. her mom hearing on. That's right. I hear everything. Okay. Well, as you were. As you were. So another friend of mine said yesterday that they had a dream. What was it that she said? She had a dream. And we talked about this in the last episode. That about if you had a friend who had a fiance or a significant mm-hmm. other that you didn't like would you say something so she was saying she had a dream i keep having a dream that they like don't work out basically i don't want to say exactly what it is mm-hmm. because i don't want to hurt somebody's feelings you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but she just basically said i keep having this reoccurring dream 
And so it made me think, like, do you guys think you can have premonitions in dreams? Yes. I can start off by this because we have a family thing. It's in. I wish y'all could see these faces. <laughs> Every girl's face over here is mouth on the floor like, well, damn, where'd you come from? I've, I've told right. Kelly about this before, right? I don't about know. About dreams me and my mom have. We had a whole Facebook conversation on this when I woke up out of a dream. And Tell asked it. About, so I was having a dream about this one person from high school. And in the dream, the person was um sick asking for help he was a homeless person and he'll look worse and worse in the dream as the dream goes on and it was a series of dreams over like two weeks and by the end of the dream he was always stuck in a box or stuck in the trunk of a car or in a dog cage or something like that but he was malnourished begging for help and looking real sick but whatever like that so one morning i woke up (laughs) one morning i woke up and I just straight up asked, um, went on Facebook and said, hey, anybody heard from this one person? Because I keep having bad dreams about this one person. And she goes, um, someone hit me up, said, um, he's in jail. And they told me what he was in jail for, blah, blah, blah. But my mom has dreams like that, too. So when we have dreams like that, we usually don't say anything about it because <laughs> you're recording it. We don't say anything about it because usually it leads to a death. Like, um, my mama have a dream about something, and she won't say anything. Like, she'll write it down. And then if she starts trying to discuss it, we lose somebody in the family or something like that. But I've had dreams like that. My mama has dreams like that. Okay, so you're a big believer that premonitions, dreams. Not everybody's just certain people. I think anybody can have them, but it's, it's been proven. Like at least with especially if you don't want to believe me, especially with my mom. So it's been proven by him. My aunt. Well, I'm just saying, my aunt could tell you when somebody's <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Last I'm just time, asking. I, this is a scientific thing. No, no, it's not a scientific thing. It's uh-huh. just like to me, like it's been yeah. proven to me enough for me to believe that it okay. happens. Okay, I, I, hear I accept that, that. To a certain degree. Yeah, it's like um, I think before I knew I was pregnant, months before I knew I was pregnant, um, mom kept having this dream about a fish or something yep. and she said I thought that meant somebody was pregnant I thought that meant somebody was pregnant she's like you're not pregnant I'm like I'm not pregnant yeah and then I, okay I was. okay what about you Kel? I have another aunt that well, predicted Ke- Kelly was pregnant yeah um, but I honestly, wouldn't necessarily say it's like she never met Kelly that I have but I do have like these and I don't Gut like feelings. to talk about it um, for example when after I had Charlie, I knew that she wasn't going to be my last kid, even though I wanted her to be my last kid. Me but too. I had, I had visions of a boy, like I knew that I was going to have a boy, and, and then I- Riley. So Riley is very special, and so um, Riley knew. Because she said, it's a boy. Before we knew we was pregnant. Yeah. While we was testing. And she don't know what a piss state looked like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kelly so, picked up the I stick. I think mine are like fears. I don't think so, they're issues. Like but, um, Sasha we, um, Yeah. Well. But I mean, I, I believe in it. But sometimes... I don't always believe in, like, I have dreams all the time. I don't believe every single dream. It all just depends on, like, how I feel when I wake up out of that dream. Yeah. Like, if it's sitting on me, if it's, like, in my gut, then I might take it a little bit more seriously than, Yeah, and that's actually you know. exactly what my boat club friend said. He was like, I honestly, it was, like, so jarring and, like, I couldn't let, mm-hmm. I couldn't shake this dream. He's like, so we just quit the boat club. Mm. And I've been in like now. But so. he told me this while we were on a boat. I just like to, oh. I just like to throw <laughs> that out there. But yeah. I was like, you do realize you're on a boat. Mm. But okay. So, yeah. So like um, lately, because like I've cut back on drinking and You're smoking what? and stuff like that during the week because After, I started working out. Like I started working out. Okay. You know, go for and it. I'm just trying to do something better. 
with mm-hmm. myself, you know. After a whole and episode of vodka and root beer, she I goes quick I was going to say, drinking. she makes up for it on the weekend. I do. <laughs> now, but that's not the point. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I said during the focus. But, like, I um, <laughs> right. I have these weird-ass dreams, like, lately. But I can't always remember them when I wake up. But I have, like, they're so weird. I'll wake up just like, oh, thank God. I was, that was a dream, you know? Um. See, and those ones, and you I, don't feel like it's just fears that you have, like maybe that you don't no, vocalize, it's so but just random. I do. It's like, that's what I, think. I honestly think because um, I've always heard it, but now that like I still kind of eat in like before I lay down and go to bed where before um, I would be drunk and then I would eat before I lay down and went in bed. And I think like the food, like the alcohol was probably absorbing it. So I'm not having these crazy ass dreams, but now I don't have any alcohol to absorb it. So I'm having these crazy ass dreams. So I'm really think that it has to do with what I eat. And I still haven't changed like my eating habits. So we're just having a clearer head, you know, if you're not, if you're not like drunk when you go to sleep, because a lot of times when you're drunk and you go to sleep, that's more like not to say, not to say (laughs) passing out because you don't want a hundred percent. Like it's like, it's it's a deeper sleep, but it really has nothing. Like the dreams are not significant about anything. It's like dumbass shit. Like I'm riding in the backseat of a car with like, so I'm a, I don't like riding in two door, um, coops cars or whatever. So it'll be like, I'm, we're on the way to Myrtle beach and I'm in the middle of two people in the backseat of a two door car. And like my anxiety levels are like, up there you know what i mean and yeah so that's like subconscious fears like what Teresa Mm -hmm. was saying yeah and then like it'll go from that to something like being in the grocery store and i'm standing there in line and then i gotta pee or something like that but then i don't want to get out of line like it's dumb like mine, mine the only like dreams that i have like that that are like upsetting in any way or like and then at this point I'm so used to them that like they don't really even upset me anymore. But I, you know, I have a massive fear of flying. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of dreams about planes crashing. Not that I'm on them, but I'm within, like I watch it happen. Mm-hmm. I, I've had them where I'm in the Greenville Spartanburg airport and I'm standing in the thing and I, in the airport and I see a plane crash, you know, it got a million times worse after nine 11, of course. And then right after nine 11, there was a crash in mm-hmm. New York. Um, I mean, that's that second crash is actually what set me over the edge. So that plane that disappeared really did get you, huh? The disappearing plane didn't. There was a Malaysia Airlines. Oh, oh, actually, I just listened to a podcast about it. It was pretty interesting about like what the actual final theory is about what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a that's a whole other story. Um, So I have a lot of dreams about that, which I don't take as premonitions. I 100 percent wake up and go, oh. Fuck, that was annoying. I, got you know, I have dreams of um. Huh? What if I take a paper airplane to fly across the room and it hit the wall? Is that would that be part of it? No. Okay. You um, kind of jogged the, my memory on a reoccurring dream that I have often. Stupid. Like, well, not even often, but it's often enough. But I've been having these dreams since I was a kid. Yeah. But I'm always like, like I'm falling out of the sky. You know, like I can be uh-huh. somehow like end up in like a tree. <laughs> and then it's like, but when I'm falling out of the sky, I'm not like falling to my death. It's like, I'm just like falling out of the sky. And I'm like, pretty Forever. much thinking, well, where am I going to land today type of thing or whatever? Or like I'm falling out. Sometimes it's a slow fall. Sometimes it's fast. You know what I mean? But then I'm never scared. It's what's weird. It's just, I just have that feeling like, here we go. No. I'm coming out of the sky. So like that, I would I relate know. to like a personal like fear again. Okay, they so did. Like, I looked that up, and they did say that it has to do with insecurities and and that's fears and say. stuff like that. But in, and it's not anything linked to the actual falling that I have the insecurity or fears of. It's just it's basically like what I read was kind of like the falling is almost like the symbol of um um controlling getting sorry losing control. <laughs> like whatever sorry. like i'm losing control but like because like because i i when i researched it or whatever or i looked it up it was like because i would fall at like different speeds out of different things and it's just weird and it's nothing traumatic that happened. did you ever try to pee to. on everybody below you but anyway you so um 
Um, but they said that like each one of those, it's like basically I'm, I need like controlling the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like either like I have these insecurities so, like, or it has, uh, right. That. So I have like abandonment issues. Okay. Like I know that my let's dad just, let's died. Let's just lay it all out there. Well, my yeah. dad died when I was really young. And okay. so I always feel like people are going to leave me. Yeah. Okay. So, or fail me when I need them. Right. So I have these weird dreams and it's always like my mom and my boyfriend that I, I think because I depend on them most, right? Yeah. Um, that end up failing me or letting me down. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like always running for my life and I need these people to like save me because I'm I'm afraid of whatever's uh-huh. chasing me or, or looking for me or sometimes I'm in a cave, sometimes I'm in somebody's house and whatever. But yeah, so I call girl, them and I try yeah. and tell them like I need you and they're like, no, you did this and I'm not helping you. Oh God. And I'm always like, oh my God, devastated. I've woken up crying. Oh, so yeah, I mean, I think definitely like I, I'm like super germ phobic. It used to be actually way worse when my kids were little and actually this will trans transfer into our next um, topic pretty smoothly because some, I used to have a lot of dreams about my kids being sick and Mm -hmm. then on occasion I'd wake up and my kid was sick, but I used to dream about it a lot. So it was like very easily explained away. Um, Speaking of being sick, I said we were going to talk about COVID on this episode. So let's talk about it. Let's actually not even talk about COVID itself. The question is, how do you deal with a friend who is like an anti-masker? No, I wouldn't deal with them at all. So we would just have to resume our friendship after COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, honestly, like my best friend, it's not that she's an anti-masker. It's just that she's not super like concerned about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like she spent a long time super concerned about it. She has a big family. Like it was pretty much inevitable that they would get it. They haven't. And I think she's feeling like a lot of America right now where it's just like, I got to live my life, but I do it. live my life and I still wear my mask. Now we're not wearing our mask in here. So that's something. Yeah, but all of us that are in here still take precautions. Like we're not running around in the grocery store without a mask oh, on. No. We're not like I, I went and got my nails done today and I had my mask the on the entire time. time. Yeah. As bad as I wanted to rip that shit off of my face. Mm-hmm. I had it on the whole time. Well, also, you know, public service announcement since she mentioned Link's recording studios in Somerville, South Carolina, where y'all record y'all podcast at. This is not open to the public either during this time. Yeah, so. that's correct. True story. I mean, I feel safe in the in the studio. You know, it's not really even so much about the studio. But, I mean, I have been showing houses, I mean, mm-hmm. all summer in the hottest heat with the mask on and requiring that my buyers, when we're looking at a house, that they wear a mask. I know that has kind of like not – it's like – sellers don't really even care anymore like oh yeah right. 15 people want to come in my house fine and i'll be like well do you want me to make sure that they have masks because i have a big thing of like disposable mm-hmm. masks in my car no it's fine if they have it they have it if they don't they don't it's a weird I'm, mentality right now and so and i'm not as hardcore as i was in the beginning either but i am still wearing a mask um i'm still, still washing my hands, hands but i was washing my hands before that too right so but you know so do you call your friend out and say when you're around me you need to be wearing a mask well, or do you just not be around person, that friend so like i, I, I have a friend as well that is somebody that i consider a friend as well that is pretty much an anti-masker and has not taken covid seriously at all through the duration of the pandemic um and that friend we can talk on the phone like you can't come to my house like you haven't taken not one precaution you know what i mean like right and i'm not saying that i have not had people at my house i have a huge family we have done things together as a family but we all take the precautions that i believe are necessary when we are going to be mixing up in huge groups of people right or people that we don't know what their status is or what, how they are handling themselves throughout the pandemic. So it's like, if I see that, for example, I've seen, um, 
this meme going around on Facebook where it's like um, me at the grocery store and then it's got like all the sheep have on masks and then they have like the lion standing in the middle of it. Like, no, I'm not dealing with somebody like that. You know what I mean? Because right. you, you believe that one, obviously it's not real at all. Like mm-hmm. you can't get it. It's one thing to be cautious. It's one thing to like, cause I'm ready. I'm ready to get back out there in the world. I'm right. ready for Absolutely. things to start turning. So I'm opening up because this is like, today was the first time I got my nails done since I don't like all this happened well before it. And I even was a little hesitant in it. But then I was just like, you know what? I kind of need this. I want this. You know what I mean? And I'm just going to wear my mask, you know? Right. Your nails was beautiful before that. Anyway. So, um, but yeah, just like, I want to even start getting the kids out and like, I'm kind of stepping out into the world a little bit more, but I'm not necessarily taking my kids out in the world because they're disgusting, you know, like just period. (laughs) So I like, you know, it's just like I would think we were talking at the nail salon when I was talking about Boo Boo, my son, who's two. He, he I had the mask on him. He's sitting up in the front of the cart. You know, all I did was turn around to get some bananas. I turned back around. Not only is his mask off, but he is licking the shopping cart. Right. That right there. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm on board with that. And then I got to go home that. with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I don't. That's you, your son. And. I think that kids entirely, young people entirely, don't take it the same way either. Because they don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just... Um, because, like, Joshua, I mean, he's old enough to know. Um, he's 18. And unless I'm with him, I'm pretty sure he doesn't put that mask on. But then again, he's not going into a grocery store. He's going to go play basketball with his friends. Right. You know what I mean? Or they're going bowling. I was mortified when he told me they're going bowling. I'm like, you're sticking your fingers where everybody sticks their <laughs> fingers. <laughs> like, Don't beyond me. No. I'm like, and then. Don't um, say nothing. Okay. Because <laughs> I wanted to so bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm then the at his one. face. I was like, Don't say <laughs> I know. I forget. Yeah. I'm about to blame you for that I'm one. I'm not used to it. I'm not around. Sidebar. Sorry. <laughs> Holiday. So, and then the younger one plays football. Okay. So he's out there every day on the yeah. football field mm-hmm. with all of those people. And then they send home email like, oh, this coach came up with COVID. We're not going to yeah. have practice for four days. So yeah, I guess it's like if they're a complete anti-masker, have been from the beginning, do not take mm-hmm. it seriously whatsoever, then I I, I really don't want that person them. around yeah. me. But, but what do you do you, about it if it's your kid? But the thing is, is that I can't help it with the, you know, kids. At least I can help with other people. So, you know, but again, it's like, like I hang out with my neighbor friend that, and we take like rides out on the golf cart. We'll sit out on the porch and stuff like that, you know, and I know that she's a little bit more open than I am. You know what I mean? But she's not completely, um, I wouldn't say she's completely out there, but she's, she does a little bit more than I do. But um, like yesterday, for example, she was just like, hey, you know, the Y's having a concert. Do you want to go? And then I'm like, no, I'm still avoiding large crowds. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? So, but I mean, I hang out with her. But for the most part, it's like we're not, I would not be in this close of a setting. Mm-hmm. with her indoors or anything like I that like we hang selfish. out like outside yeah it is true it is selfish um but we're gonna take a break because we're well into our second portion but public service announcement from in your shoes wear your motherfucking mask that yes like i mean it's the <laughs> least you can do what's up it's heavy d every podcast we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about but that's just it. We don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know on Facebook at DistractNet, on Twitter at Distract underscore net, on our website www.distractionnetwork.com or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. Okay, we're back. During our break, we had a little discussion about menopause, midlife crisis, sex, and 
We had discussions about sex. We didn't have sex. Yes. 100% correct. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clarifying. Like, I like it. I don't think anybody was concerned about Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Right. So, I don't want my wife to hear this and think I was out creeping. (sighs) Your wife's sitting right here. That is right. I forgot about that part. Mm. Um, Okay. This, this That's hilarious because Kelly is not amused. This is all signals that <laughs> always, we're like getting always. to the end of our day. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, our next question is about as a parent, when is the appropriate time to have the talk with your child and how do you go about it? I'll go first. Kill it. I don't think it's one talk, though. No, I it's agree. several. Yeah. And I think that it starts around six nowadays like okay. i haven't had a full-fledged conversation using the word sex and everything like that with my six-year-old daughter but it has definitely been referenced because of youtube and tv and just this new world that we live in i don't think um, it's new though well like, we've had the perverts reason, forever but not That's really true. the perverts it's more or less the Easy accessibility access. that they have to it now that as right. a kid we did not have that so our parents we you True. know they were able to keep things in the dark for a while they were lied to us for years mm-hmm. now you can't lie to your kids because number one there's google right you know and so it's like when um like my six-year-old daughter right now she is like obsessed with love you know what i mean and then like boyfriends getting married kissing and all that and then like holiday he gets mad but then he has to understand that like we in the house for the most part like we definitely display our love like we're not having sex in front of our kids no but, but you're affectionate it's just affectionate. yeah that, we're that, that's good by the way so so she sees it and she wants that mm-hmm. and so we have to explain to her like you know you are six so and like these are the processes but like it kind of it starts there and then the conversation just gets kind of bigger as the kids get a little bit older but that's the reason why i kind of said six because the moment i believe that they start inquiring about relationships between men and women boyfriends kissing you know not boyfriends kissing but just boyfriends girlfriends kissing loving each other and stuff like that i feel like that that's kind of where your the ground is breaking to where you need to go ahead and start prepping yeah. yourself because the next question it's probably going to be a little bit more vivid and and for me i try to beat the internet yeah mm-hmm. well i mean an- listen we didn't have the internet when i was right. six another kid when i was six told me what sex was and Mm -hmm. me being the skeptic in my soul that Mm -hmm. I am I was like you're full of shit (laughs) right that's bullshit you know like come on that shit I wouldn't know that if that was real well I just was like nobody's putting anything inside of me and thank you very much I remember when I discovered my second hole because for the longest I I thought you gave birth through your pee hole okay I didn't know nothing that there was another one and then one day I was bending over and the mirror and i'm like <gasps> oh my god <laughs> well this escalated quick no but so, to me but that's that where is the starts. difference like when now, they first ask why do i have this and why do you yeah. have that because yeah, I mean, that's the point at which but they we can't lie to them anymore like i parent my no, my parents my, lied to me for like shit and i want to say that i was probably I like it's dangerous to lie to them 13 when i point. found out about my totally. other hole you know listen like I was older my, my parents my, didn't I, tell me my, anything isn't the other hole bigger than the pee hole but the thing is, would is you like, not, I'm not think that you were peeing out your <laughs> other hole? Teresa <laughs> <laughs> just lost her <laughs> eyes somewhere in the back of her head. I could get them back, girl. I'm, I'm, you I'm can do asking it. though, like, so <laughs> when you're peeing, you don't notice that you have a bigger hole there. No, what? Why would we notice that? Like, we don't pee out of that hole. Like, why would? What do you think that like pee triples down in there and goes so in and back out? Like, in I'm, my, I'm, I'm, in I'm my imagination, I would think oh, that God. a woman would. I'm bracing myself. Think that she peed out the other hole. 
At two, that's what we're thinking. No, it's, it's <laughs> I am peeing. Because if you look there, I was just saying. No, that but the thing is, is that if you're peeing and you're right? a kid, if you're peeing and you're actually looking at your pee coming out, like if you're sitting on the toilet and you got your legs open, you, you look down, you can see yeah. where the pee is coming out because okay. it's up to the front. So you walk this up to hole the is more to the back and look back at it. Like I literally, I have no idea why I did it, but like my mom always had. You remember in the bathroom on Joslyn, she had that mirror mm-hmm. that was like. I don't even know if I was doing it on purpose, but there was like a mirror there. I don't know if I was bending over to actually look at it or if I just, just bent over bent and yeah. happened to look. But I was like bent over in the mirror and then I noticed that hole freaked me out because I was probably I was in middle school. Yeah. OK. And it was just like, what is this? And then, like, I ended up telling my mom, like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> <laughs> I have this hole. I and need then, to know what Patricia thought about that. Well, then she lied to me about that, too. You know what I mean? It was like, I can't even remember the lie. Why, And it wasn't even. Our grandmother was very much. um, Oh, my gosh. It was just. Like what? We don't have time for that. This is an off-the-air conversation. But anyway, so, you know, I don't even remember the cockamamie story that she had came up with. And then it wasn't until I think I was, like, going through sex ed in school that I realized, like, oh, okay, that's the hole that the babies come out of. You know what I mean? That's sad. And everything. So, but they were able, see, and, and kind of the reason why I because brought it up was in. the fact that, like, I don't, as a parent, I don't even have an opportunity to come up with some cockamamie shit like that to tell my kids right. to keep preserve their innocence a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Because it's like... Right. I, I I firmly believe that nowadays, if a kid comes up to me and says, hey, mom, where do babies come from? You know, damn well, you already Googled that. Don't be coming mm-hmm. over here trying to right. make yeah. me answer it to you, mm-hmm. like, cause to, to respond to what you've already seen on the Internet. Don't be you testing know? And me. I, Don't be testing me. I talk, to, <laughs> I, I talk to my kids in a way of um, I kind of say things without saying it to where like oh you'll get what I'm talking about when you get there type of thing you know Mm -hmm. it's just even like with my son with masturbation I told him because he was locking his bedroom door one day and I was like hey you don't lock doors in here you know what I mean and then and then um I was like until you get to know yourself you are not allowed to lock these doors only when you get to know yourself Will you be able to lock a door in here? He's like, get to know myself. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, right. Real talk. And then that. even when he's playing with his sisters or, and if they say stop, and then I hear them say stop twice, hey boy, when that girl tell you to stop, you need to stop immediately. I don't care if she started the game with, like if it was her idea to play the game. Right. As soon as she says stop, you stop. Now. Yeah. And get your ass up out of there. And then he's just looking at, he has no idea what I'm talking about, but right. I am referencing that yeah. because it's like, yeah, as he gets so, older, right. it will make more sense. And it's almost Absolutely. like nowadays, it's like, I do the same thing to the girls though. Yeah. And then the, with the girls too, was like, uh-uh, don't be starting no shit that you can't finish. Right. You know what I mean? Not saying it like that, but it's like, right. but now I really think that there that is no mind. age. Like I really don't feel like it's too young anymore. Uh-huh. Um, as far as what about this though when do you talk to them about same-sex relationships oh god we've talked about that i mean the same time yeah Yeah. and and, you know it's interesting because like i'm i think i think when you grow up and you become a parent a lot of times you look at like what your parents did and you want to be the opposite in some ways Mm -hmm. even when you had great parents which i did and one of the ways that I wanted to be the opposite was I felt like my parents hid a lot of stuff. They mm-hmm. did, they weren't open about problems in their marriage and we could all feel it, but we weren't allowed to talk about it. You know, my, there's a lot. Um, and they definitely weren't open about sex. I mean, right. no one ever told me anything about sex for, in my household. So, I mean, I started talking to my kids about it very, when they were very young, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not four or five years old, but when they were I old enough to understand that whole thing to me about, um, children being molested yes yes now we talked about that so i had that conversation with him he wasn't allowed to go stay the night with people for a very Mm -hmm. long time um but i had that whole nobody touches you yeah you don't touch anybody anybody touches you we talk yes you know somebody does something you scream until yeah somebody comes you know privacy it's real yeah and i mean we had that conversation too because that is terrible and i think when you don't 
I, I just, I'm like a huge believer in like, as long as it's not damaging to the kid, put it all out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it all out there because I'm not one that's like, like you're saying, oh, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about later because I don't read into things. And if you don't tell it to me explicitly, I don't know what the problem is, which is something I try to work on, but I, it just is who mm-hmm. I am. I just take that approach with my kids. And I mean, I, I just said to Keegan the other day, like, and I, it's a different world that they are growing up in than what we had even, you know, 20 years ago. But I mean, I, I asked him like, do you have transgender kids in your school? And he's like, I don't know. My son doesn't notice anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's first and foremost. And I said, well, do people talk about transgender kids in your school? Not that I know of now. He also doesn't have a ton of friends. So it's interesting to me. And then I start, I asked him the same thing about gay kids. Do you have gay kids in your school? Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. we do because he knows like the whole gay club and everything like that. And I was like, well, do kids say negative things about the gay kids in the school? And he's like, not that I know of, mm-hmm. but where I grew up, it was not acceptable right. and it wasn't talked about. Therefore, you know what I mean? So don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we just, it's, it's much more accepted now, especially in the younger generation, and they are much more open and much less likely to, like, beat somebody up because they're gay, although it does still happen. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But I always want to make sure that my kids understand, like, tolerance and... And people's right to be themselves. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Um, and that, that conversation happened really young because we have a lesbian couple that's just these two old ladies that have lived down the street from us since we moved into our house. Mm-hmm. And there was one time where Mackenzie, oddly enough, um, which I guess I shouldn't blast Mackenzie out, but when Mackenzie said something like, ew, when she saw the ladies, oh. she was probably five or six. Uh-huh. And I got, but she picked that up from somebody else. She had to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it just didn't feel right to her to see that. Do you think that it was really that, and it wasn't the typical little kid. If they see anybody kissing, because you know, they're always like, Ew! and they weren't even, they weren't even or, being affectionate. Really. It was just, someone said that they were a couple and Mackenzie mm. was like, ew. And I was like, Oh mm. no, 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 no. So, you know, I, like, got down on her level, and I was like, first of all, we don't say ooh about anybody. So first that's of all, mother. One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, it's interesting just how that whole thing has yeah. played out. But, you know, that's something – that all of that stuff starts at home. Mm-hmm. It does. If you – you know, and if I had said, Mackenzie, you know, you don't say that, then it would, you know, be, like, jarring to her. No, it was like, let's you have a conversation it. about it. Mm-hmm. And I take mm-hmm. the same approach with the sex talk talks like you i mean yeah perfect point at the beginning it is not one talk it is yeah. not what you tell them at six seven it's eight a series is totally yeah. different than what you're saying at 17 18 and 19 which is you still need to be talking about it at right. 17 18 and 19 because i did every and couple of years i'd be like um i laid down a foundation like i said as, uh, on a beginning conversation and then i'd be like do i need to start buying condoms right yeah do and i'd need to be on birth that? control and then one day he was like yes and i was like okay Thank you. Absolutely. And then I um. This was a well. And then because when you said like, as far as like Sammy with me asking him, uh, saying about him getting to know himself, like I periodically be like, hey, you you found yourself yet? You ain't got to know yourself. And he's like, and I think that he probably now knows what I'm talking about because he goes, mom. Uh, I'll take that as a yeah. yeah. Make sure you lock that damn door. Well, I figured when Joshua was taking like an hour in the shower, I was just like, "You yeah, just that I don't know how men masturbate in the shower. I, I mean, my son never took a shower on his own on, on his own without a, a direct instruction from me to get your ass in the shower, you mm. nasty, stank human being. And then until magically sudden, he turned a certain age, and I was like, "Damn." Damn, son, you you going to take a shower? But you know what? The Every shower night. is running, but they're not in that shower. No. Mm-hmm. Right. No. That's what it is. That's just so the cover-up. So it's not really up. that they're in the shower. Yeah, though. you hear it's the toilet flush. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what, what, like, what was that? Why are there so many dirty socks your... in the laundry? Like, see, why are they so crispy? Joe, <laughs> see, Joe gets all mad. He'll be like, woman, that if was you don't leave that child things. alone. So me and a 13-year-old, me and a teenager had a conversation. And um, I told him to get some, we, he needed to use some flushable baby wipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all have to guide these young men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can't even just the same, let these yeah. moms be like, "Don't touch your socks." Mm-hmm. In the, jeez, <laughs> let them. You know, come on. 
Don't be putting them socks in with my clothes. That's right. <laughs> like I said, that's when we separate. Well, I, I started okay. telling them, like, um, you can put your laundry inside of the washing machine, and I'll be happy to wash them after that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, works for me. <laughs> but, yeah, um, now I would say that it's really – not too soon. I would just, you know, yeah. you look at your kid, you look at what they're doing, notice what they're asking about um, and things like that. And you kind of just, you know, take your own, um, like use your own intelligence on how far you feel like the first conversation needs to go with a younger child. But like, if like with the teenagers, as far as teenagers are concerned, I'm like Sammy, he, he's 13 now. You know, and he'll be 14 in January. And I, I ask him, like, he goes to Parker's every day, okay? Every day he goes to Parker's. But when I check his bank account, and not a damn dollar has been spent when he How's goes he to Parker's. How's he getting to Parker's? Rides his bike. Okay. Him and a couple of other boys. Oh, I go check most times, see? And no, so. Oh, not most of the time. More than likely, I know that they meet up with girls and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, I always say to him, don't be going in anybody's houses. You know what I'm saying? Don't be doing anything outside. You know, like, and when, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but for real. like, So, don't, essentially, don't do shit. <laughs> well, my biggest thing is, like, because of their age, I don't need your ass getting caught up in nobody's house. Mm-hmm. And what I also don't need is for you to be having sex with anybody outside and you get caught out there. And then, you know, well, either one can turn into, a, oh, it was rape, whatever. Like, that's my biggest right. thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you're meeting up with them, pretty much for the most part, keep it consensual. If if it comes to a point where, like. I know if they come to a point, no kids if, have sex. <laughs> if it comes to a no. point where you feel like that. That is like you have those strong feelings like, you know, what, I want to do it or whatever. Then we need to have you a conversation. better go find yourself. You know what I'm saying? But we need to have a conversation. <laughs> but no. the, and the only reason why, like, no. I wouldn't just tell them don't do it at all, even though I don't want them to. That's I would, of course, try to guide them in the opposite direction is because me, I remember my mom and, you know, hmm. like, don't. You bet not. Don't do this and don't do that. And guess what the fuck I did yeah. as soon as I walked out the door? Out that window. Like, like, out the oh, door. Okay. Out well, and, I mean, then I I could, and then I didn't talk to her about it either. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's my biggest thing. It's like I want him yeah. to be comfortable enough yeah. to come and talk to me about it, not be embarrassed or anything like that, and know that when we have that conversation, and, and then I hope Holiday, he like even I, your dad, Holiday, whoever you're most comfortable with, just have a conversation with somebody to get some sort of guidance on it. Cause I'm not going to tell you to do something because it's a natural instinct. We're not right. going to no kids, um, um, sexual feelings ever went away because somebody said, don't, have don't them. do it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah. if anything, I feel like that that probably enhances it even more. Oh, for sure. You know, well, and I mean, when Mackenzie first like got her period, I was, I literally said to her that day, okay, well now, now you, you can, can get, get pregnant. pregnant. Right. So <laughs> let's just know that. And Reason she was literally I'm glad that I have a boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and it's always been something. Well, our girls are boys too. They're going straight on the pill. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've always said to her, I would much rather have a conversation with you about getting you on birth control and being protected properly than having a conversation with you about now I'm pregnant and what am I going to do? Right. You know, those are both uncomfortable conversations, but one leads you to be responsible and, you know, taking care of yourself. And the other is an uncomfortable conversation in a whole different way and, yeah. and a an life changing one. Right. Yeah. Conversation that. Right. You know, either way, life changing. to me about all of it so much, um, like from period to what sex was to um, interacting with opposite sex and same sex and all of that. She talked to me about it so much that I think I was just like, okay, 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 I got it. I hear you. And That's anytime how my ta- anything daughter is right, too. and so t- anytime like, anything what? happened that I had questions, That's okay, about, I don't want to do it. Right? Do you <laughs> know? The same way. That, yeah, that was how I was. I was so scared that I was going to get pregnant that I was the only one in my little clique that wasn't. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how Mackenzie was too. Uh, but I mean, you know, 
And again, I really don't need to tell all her business, but um, you could just say the oldest girl. Just pretend she's like my you, only girl. I know, so. but you just pretend. She like doesn't care like as long as I'm not. I mean, these are not anything ultra private, and I'm obviously I'm not going to discuss you know what she's doing with her life. I'm just going to discuss the things that I told her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it can be overkill on the parents' part. I would rather it be overkill and not. Not saying it like, you're going to get pregnant, you're going to get pregnant, yeah, but just that. really having like conversations like, I just want you to understand, I don't care if you come to me and say, so I want to get on birth control. So you, know? you wouldn't say, tell her what my mom told me, which is, every time a man comes in you, you are going to get pregnant. Oh, Lord. Shit, so they have to do it our marriage. It's funny to me because, <laughs> <and> how, <laughs> could you imagine, like, oh my God. The first time that happened, I was like, you came at me? I'm pregnant. Like. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's funny to me that they're so opposite um, because grandma didn't talk about anything. And so mm-hmm. one of them felt the same way. And then the other one went the complete opposite way and was like, I'm not going to do that because my mother did that to me. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. Well, since we're supposed to be truthful on this, I do talk to my kids about it. And I'm nice. And I'm not too far out the way. But I come to them and start talking. Well, the teenager and the other one, I talk to them casually about it. But it's on their level. I find out where they're at, and I talk to them about Mm -hmm. where they're at in their head. Yeah, that's good. So I bring it to them. Um, My six-year-old, I have to talk to her now, too, because she she came to me and told me she, she was having dreams about a boy trying to kiss her. And she didn't want him to kiss her. Then when he kissed her, she liked it. She's obsessed. So... There was a conversation then. So, <laughs> so since you say that, yeah, and you guys all have boys and girls. Do you, does your conversation vary? Mm-hmm. Yes. On, yeah, absolutely. Um, it but really, I, I have like the, I'm not gonna tell like my like some people raise their boys different. Like, hey, you go get that, you go get that, and then they girls they be closing in. So I feel like. I treat them both the same way. So if I'm going to have my boy doing it, if I'm going to go let my boy do it, I'm also let my girl do it. So I'm just more like, I tell them no, like don't. And I tell them don't because it causes problems. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have more preventive conversations than preventive as far as, okay, this is what's going to need to happen to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and the conversations of safe from what, and then I lay out all of the safety instead of the prevention of them having sex because they're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they wait. And I mean, I express that too. You know, like I would hope that you don't, you don't right. do it. And then even when it comes to like my daughters, when I'm talking to her about pregnancy, it's like I just, you know, the biggest thing that the Here's where my fear factor is thrown in when I'm talking to her about pregnancy. It's just know that if you decide to start having sex and you get pregnant, because like you can come to me, you know, you can talk to me about it. I'm, I'm going to check in regardless to see what's going on. And I'm going to hope that you tell me the truth so I can give you the resources that you'll need to be able to protect yourself and keep yourself from getting pregnant before you don't want to, you know, like, um, because the moment that you find out you're pregnant, honey, your life is over. Your life is over, and it's all about that baby. Mm-hmm. So you can't be selfish once you have a kid. So No, you can't. They, they just make horrible parents. That. But it's like, so you need to figure out, you know what I mean, like, if that's the responsibility that you want to have because mama ain't raising uh-huh. Any more kids than the one she's had. Like I tell my period. kids, if I meet my grandkids, then they've done horrible as children. Shut up, Holiday. <laughs> they need to wait you till they 40. You are ridiculous. And that's the reason why you got, the, like, oh, my gosh. Riley, when I tell you that Riley is obsessed with finding her a man, mm. okay? Like, yes. No. Oh, she Lord. is. <sighs> she is ready to get married, Okay. And well, like if she had a conversation, this was like a year ago, we're in the car and she was like, I can't wait till boo boo is older because we're going to get married. And then I said, well, you can't marry boo boo because that's your brother. And then she goes, well, I thought that you have to like you marry your family or something like that because 
marriage is a family, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, you're not family when you start, like before you get married, you become family after you get married. And I said, you're supposed to marry your best friend. Okay. And then I was like, so your daddy is my best friend. I'm his best friend. So that's the reason why we got married. Right. And then she was like, oh, well, and I can't remember the little boy's name, but I'll just make up one. She goes, oh, Ethan is my best friend at school. So we're going to get married. I said, honey, (laughs) I was like, honey, just because he's your best friend don't mean that you're his best friend. Okay. There's a two part to this. Right. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. She's, ah. but I feel like little girls in general kind but of she are is obsessed that, with, you know, the princess movies, young, finding yeah. her prince yeah. and all you know, that. That, was me. that is it's her. ingrained she in them, is, just like yeah. what you're saying with the princess. The whole movies. magical Disney wedding. I am. And a that princess. wasn't Kelly. Need, like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me either. And then I didn't so all I got to say is wait till I find Ethan. Shut up, Holiday. I made that name up. Don't be going to look for nobody named Ethan. <laughs> I'm, mad I'm mad that he remembered that part. Yeah. Did you hear anything else? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. This was so fun. And this second part will probably get us an explicit rating. We probably already have an explicit rating. Yeah, huh? I put us on the explicit. Okay, good. Because we was talking about second holes and all kinds of stuff. I was going to say. Bent Bent over. Over. So is that is that the second hole or is that technically the third hole? It's the second one. It's in the middle. Your ass don't become before your vagina. So yeah, before. And on that note. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yes. Teresa but was lovely. But if it's lovely. the third hole that you saw. Okay. Man. And we are recording at Lynx Recording Studios in Somerville, South. I'm just going to talk louder than him and it will work out. And you can find we're at Lynx Recording Studios, Somerville, South Carolina. Facebook in your shoes the podcast. Find us on iTunes. What's and some of the other ones we got? The distraction download. network. Yeah, distraction network. You just said that we can't go through the distraction network anymore. Remember, I asked that question. And anyway, oh, all I, I over the place. Anywhere where podcasts are free. That's right. That in uh, your shoes. In your shoes. In your shoes. Teresa, it was awesome having you again. Yes, it was. Thank you. For information on how and where to vote, as well as resources to find out who's running where you live, go to getyourbootytothepole.com. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole.